Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs Cinema, the podcast that has been feeling a little bit of the love from the internet masses on YouTube this week. My name is Tosin and I am the host. I am based up in the Midlands in the UK and joining me as always is, like, shall we say provocateur, par excellence, Sharon Holland. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and Sean Harris. Hello. Yeah, the man who has been trying to chase somebody who has been walking around starring in films using his name. But, <laughs> all right, cool. So I said that because obviously if you listen to us, I think it was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we reviewed the film Persuasion. And um, we'll, what we do is that every we take our individual reviews and we ch- chop them up and we put them up on YouTube and put them up on Facebook so people can actually, if they don't want to listen to us prattle on for an hour, they can just listen to the five minutes of us talking about a film. Or if it's in the case of a film like Persuasion, the 21 minutes of us talking about <laughs> <laughs> or it was 21 minutes of Holly and I staying out of the way and letting Sharon just go. <laughs> letting Sharon go. About and I didn't persu- even say half of what I could have said. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Uh, th- we were there. We were there. We know. We know. But <laughs> so uh, obviously, whenever anybody gets in touch with us, we like to actually sort of say thank you for getting in touch with us. You've actually given us some love. So we're going to give you some back and we're just going to sort of read out what it is you say. So you guys get ready and get comfortable because there is a whole bunch of correspondence that we have received based off of Sharon's review of Persuasion. Now, uh, I, Sharon, I think I'm, I'm going to have to dub you the queen of YouTube because I was looking at our YouTube channel since we started it and looking at, um, obviously we have a small YouTube channel. It's not that much loved. It's not that much. It's not like we have, we, I think we, we've peaked at 20 subscribers and one of them left. That's, that's the kind of thing we're talking <laughs> about. We picked that one of them left. So I think we were at 19. I think we might be back up to 20, but I don't know. That's not why we do this. We do this because we can prattle on about films. But if I look at, uh, the top five, well, let me see the top. I think the top six um, things that have ever that have been watched on our YouTube channel are all Sharon reviews. Ooh. So we have the Bonfire <laughs> of Destiny, the Bonfire of Destiny with over a thousand reviews. People love your thing on that. The most reluctant convert, which is the C.S. Lewis story. Persuasion is in at number three and is gunning, is gunning to try and get up there. And uh, yeah, Riders of Justice and the Color Room. Those are those oh, are wow. top. Yeah, those are the top five. And Sharon, these are all people who want to hear what it is you have to say. Either, mm. that or you, either that or you have just cracked the algorithm or you figured this whole thing out. But on Persuasion, we have had quite a few people get in touch with us. I have gotten in touch. I have repl- replied to them and told them that we would read out their comments today. And we'll kick off with A. Hansen, who just simply says, great rant, could not agree more. <laughs> yes it just that's all he Thank says great, or, or, I, I say he I don't know whether the person is a man or woman that's all they say all they say is great rant could not agree more so apparently this film has been getting people's blood quite het up and all that kind of stuff oh, on yeah. either side then we have somebody who uh, someone also comes on is Mary Smith I think Mary Smith was the next person to come on and Mary Smith said one service performed by this adaptation of Persuasion is that it authoritatively sets the bar for how far an Austin adaptation can go in missing the mark. It manages to take plot points and turn them completely around and loses a major plot point. Ironically, for reasons the pompous Sir Walter Elliot himself would not would agree with. Who wants to spend time with an alien old spinster? I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to assume that that is a reference to the book that I do not get. The book, yes. There's a character they've completely omitted, which is quite key. To our understanding of another character. Yep, yep. She Mo- reveals all about another character. So without that, it jumps, Mo- it misses that step. And so Mo- more, more on that later. More on that later when we get to a character, yeah. when we get to a, a correspondent called Sea of Ghosts. Who, Sharon, who I don't think you've seen this this one yet. So no Mrs. Smith in the movie and no way of understanding how despicable William Elliot is because his neglect is largely responsible for Mrs. Smith's de- distress. Right, and then because Sean, you always say how it's boring if we always agree. It's yeah. <laughs> it's boring if we always just sort of go, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, totally right. I totally agree with that. This is someone called Logan Mackenzie Frost who says, "I have watched this film five times, and it's my first and now absolute favorite adaptation, as I think it captured Anne the way I thought Anne was in the book. 
I am considered shy and quiet and at times I am ignored by my family and so I react just like Anne did. I also have had that kind of unrequited crush love with a boy and the both of us don't really communicate well when we're, we are together. The rabbit in the film is used to show how Anne is lacking love and affection by her father and older sister. Also that the rabbit disappears when she's with Mary, the Musgroves and the Lime trip when she's finally more confident. The drinking wine is to show that she is sad and depressed. Now, this was the first comment that <laughs> that Logan McKenzie left for us. And Sharon, you said you think that she was probably leaving comments as she was watching. So watch a little bit yes. of the review. Pause, write a comment. Watch some more. Pause, write a comment. Yeah, I feel that she's responding to the points that I was making in my in the original review. So, yeah, I feel like it's her response saying, well, actually, this is how I saw that, which I think is valid. I mean, everyone's entitled to say, yeah, this is how I interpreted it. I mean... I wouldn't necessarily agree with that assessment, but I appreciate yeah, that she's taken the time to say, well, no, no, this is, obviously, I can only assume this is someone who's obviously much younger than I am, so has a different take on it. So it's obviously interesting to mm -hmm. see that. Because, I, I, I um, will, yeah, yeah I, I will admit I, that. I will admit that I was wondering what play, what part age plays in this, because when, when, yeah. she, when, she, was, when she wrote, I was like, I think she might be younger. I do not know. I do not know, but, uh, but I was like, I think, and it would be interesting to find out, to, to find out, whether age plays a whether it tells you who they were trying to make this film for maybe younger people are like yep i get this this makes a lot more sense to me. yeah this is totally me whereas i looked at it and went ah, ah, no yeah. I, I, I think i think that is a really valid point i think that's with a lot of films because you know how much i hate the fast and furious franchise well <laughs> I, I overhear people talking about it you know the sort of 15 16 year olds and they're like whoa well, that was terrific you know what i mean what a great film <laughs> so yeah, yeah but, so I'm, but, I'm sure that i'm sure there is an age thing but even even Fast and Furious is beginning to lose its core audience. Like my my nephew is going to be eleven, and he even he walked out the last one saying that was rubbish. Oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> and if an eleven year old is telling you that your Fast and Furious movie is rubbish, you've done you've done a bad job. But <laughs> okay, so going back to what Logan says, Logan also says I love the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice adaptation, and her final comment is. I loved this film and I thought it was an accurate representation of the book set in the Regency era. How many people know the fashion of that era? Also, I found the book to be super long and super slow to get to the main plot of the story, which is Anne and Frederick getting a second chance at a relationship and their unrequited love. For a short book, it's very long and a lot of the language and dialogue used in the book is just pointless fillers that make sense. I think that's maybe that means make no sense. After makes no sense, mate. Yeah. Even after Anne reads the letter, I took it it at least it took me it took me a while to figure out what ancestor Wentworth when she catches him instead of what they're talking about being on the street and then it's their filler story of Mrs. Smith which I still don't understand why that character was needed this book has so many fillers it takes away from the main storyline and now my overall interpretation of this is everything you said Sharon was accurate <laughs> everything you everything you said was accurate but all the things that you didn't like are the reasons why Logan liked <laughs> like this. Yeah, we've lost. I think it's place. interesting. I know, no, 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 I, I know, I know. Opposing views. Yeah, it's it's like a but. Sorry, what was that, Sharon? It's interesting to see that almost a completely opposing view because obviously I see it in interpreting it as someone who has the book as the primary source and it's like almost a sacred text and so if someone didn't particularly like the book and they thought yeah it, it, I can't say that I would describe anything that Jane Austen wrote as filler particularly yeah <laughs> especially when it's it's more nuanced well yeah. I can understand if you if you condense if you boil it down and condense it down to what are the essential plot points is that it is about these two people who are separated become reunited so if you believe that is a central plot point then anything else is going to get in the way of that because i would say all the rest of it adds depth adds character adds color to the story and you get a greater understanding of the things that separate the people and then the things that find that they find in common and the ground the common ground they meet that reunites them so i can see that to me it's not filler it's it's is gold <laughs> it's gold okay. dust whereas uh, uh, if you did not if you thought that's just going on with the story then i could see how you would want it to be slightly more direct and to the point but yeah i, I can't agree that there's any any word written uh, by jane austen 
And as, as Sean says, as Sean says, it would be boring if we all if we all totally agreed. It would be boring if we all totally agreed. But the final one, the final person who has commented on this, and Sharon, just heads up, I think you're going to like this one. <laughs> the final person has commented on this, and this is someone called Sea of Ghosts. Their name on YouTube is Sea of Ghosts, and they reply they replied to Logan's last um uh uh comment. He just says Perhaps your appreciation of the film adaptation is helped by your difficulties with the book. Film generally is more accessible than a book, especially for so for a book written about 200 years ago due to changes in language. If you haven't already, try the 1995 uh, 1995 adaptation of Persuasion. Can be found on YouTube uh, or even okay. the what, perfection. What you, perfection. Okay, or even no, the no, 2000 that version is perfection. Sorry, oh. carry on. <laughs> or even the 2007 version, also on YouTube. For me, the 1995 version especially gets Anne and Wentworth right and sticks closely to the book. Most book lovers detest the new version and like these ones. A comparison will give you insight as to why this version falls short. And he writes a little bit of a dissertation, I'd say. I'd say that the, at the very least, costumers should know the fashions of the era and an audience familiar with films of the Regency era would have a good idea too. Now, Sean, being as somebody who gets really, really annoyed when people get things, details like that wrong, I'm sure that you agree with that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mrs. Smith serves two purposes. It demonstrates Anne's independence of thought and how different her values are from that of her family, i.e. keeping an appointment with her poor friend versus breaking it, it versus breaking it in breaking it to visit a wealthy and high status relative and she also has the inside knowledge of mr elliot and what a rotter he is by admitting mrs smith william elliot's behavior i.e getting it on mrs clay while courting Anne, doesn't make sense we don't learn why the love story is a slow burn that is it takes a long time for it to reach the climax this builds romantic tension and makes the end more satisfying if it happens earlier the tension is diminished and there's really not much of a story it takes time for wentworth to get over his anger and resentment and come to appreciate Anne again most novels have subplots too. It's filler. It doesn't contribute to the story. I can't think of one extraneous character that doesn't play a part in either keeping Anne and Wentworth apart or getting them back together. Austin doesn't get into what Anne and Wentworth initially say to each other when they reconcile, but she doesn't have to. Wentworth knows that if Anne has given him a word or look, she's accepted him. I Then this is a quote from the book, I'm guessing. I must go, uncertain of my fate, but I shall return hither or follow your party as soon as possible. A word or look will be enough to decide whether I enter your father's house this evening or never. And that is what Sea of Ghosts says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I, I thought you might like that. I thought you might like that, Sharon. <laughs> and, and, and for Sean and for anybody listening who might have stopped listening by now because all we've done is just read things off the internet, we will now stop and <laughs> we will now stop and we will carry on with actual films. We'll carry actual films. But I just thought this is the most I just thought it was really, really funny that the most interaction we've received from anybody, any listeners, is on this thing of persuasion that the internet seems to be going mad about. With most people going, "Oh my God, burn it!" <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I just thought that was funny. But now let's get on to films that we have seen this week. So what we usually do is that we go to the cinema, we see a couple of things when they actually release films in the cinema for us to see. And we stay at home, we watch a couple of things, we rate them all out of five, and then we tell you where money has been better spent this week. So this week, I think we're going to start in cinema. And Sean, to to to, to say thank you for sitting through me reading from the internet for, for that, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going right. to let you... No, it was good. It was good. It was interesting. It was nice to get the, the feedback. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, uh, and and it was quite good. The the last bit I didn't really quite quite because I'm, I'm I'm not familiar with persuasion or, or yeah. the book. So so what you were saying about with the you know the Mrs. Mrs. Who? Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Smith. What you know? So I, so I wouldn't really know. But for those that are in the know and like that sort of thing, so yeah, yeah, sure. That, that, uh, yeah, I had no, to write. No, it's, it's good. I have to write back to all these people and say, hi, this is Tosin speaking. Never read the book or watched the film, so yeah. I can't I can speak. But no, I think no, Sharon no, would like this. Yeah, Sharon, that's brilliant. <laughs> I definitely think Sharon would good. like this. Definitely good, definitely good. <laughs> so, so um, right, so let's kick off with what we have seen in the cinema this week. And I think that the big thing, uh, if we're going to say the big thing, which I think both you have seen, is, remind me again, what is it? Bullet train. Bullet train. Bullet train. That's the it. Bullet I, knew. Train, yeah. I knew it was big and it was flashy and it had like lights and cameras and all that kind of stuff. So tell me, so Sean, kick us, tell us, tell us about bullet train. Well, about bullet train. Okay. Well, well, 
Sharon would probably be able to give you an outline more, and I, I could give you more of a reaction because we actually saw this together. We went to see this together. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, cool. Sharon, Sharon, you want to take it away with the outline then? I just get, we discussed this last night. And we were saying, how are we going to summarise? So this. That's what I mean. That's why I put it on you because you're the best at that. <laughs> and Sean said, I'll let you to do that one. <laughs> so I had some. <laughs> I had some heads up. So basically, it is the majority of this. This well, the whole story set on the bullet train and crossing Japan. Yes. And we meet this group of the main character we see, they're all known by their pseudonyms or by their yeah, their nicknames, nicknames. basically. Yeah, names, yeah. And the, the main character we see it through is called Ladybug, and that is played by Brad Pitt. And he is a we don't know if he's just an assassin, but he is someone who but is employed to do certain jobs that yeah. are probably not quite legal. And he's called a, a snatch and grab man, and he has been employed to go onto a train and to steal a briefcase. That's his job. And as he works his way down the train, the sort of story progresses as he makes this from different compartments down through the train. Um, he meets these different characters. Now, there are two brothers um, who are there, two Englishmen, who are there to do a job of their own, which is Lemon and Tangerine. Kidnapped. Yep. <laughs> Orange and Lemon and terine, Tangerine. And they are there to basically take a, an errant son of a crime lord and the same suitcase and take it back to the crime lord's to the crime lord who is known as the white, white killer white death the white death the white death and yeah. so that they, he encounters them and then he also encounters a a female assassin called the hornet is it yeah the hornet who <laughs> specializes in um, poisoning <laughs> people and she has her own motivations for doing this and yeah. then they also encounter another uh disparate group of assassins i won't name them all because mm. i'll get horribly muddled up but as basically all these and it turns out that all these seemingly sort of separated characters are all there for um there's not not a coincidence that they're all there at the same time there are larger things afoot and yeah. as the story progresses and as the train hurtles along its track so does the story pick up pace and all these different groups start colliding and having these mad, bad and dangerous encounters. So the story sort of picks up pace along with the train and the tension and the stakes sort of ratcheted up as we go along. Okay, I, was, I, can see, I can see Sean, I can see Sean itching. No, 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 that was brilliant, Sean. That was so good, just so good at doing that. I'd have just gone, oh, this is just like all over the place and the crazy, you know, with loads of ca different characters doing loads of different things. Um, yeah so but yeah it was it was wasn't it Jan? it was just it was a little bit crazy it was a little bit all over the place um but yeah i mean there was some great characters and and the who's the actor that i asked you about because aaron taylor johnson sort of aaron taylor johnson i mean i i he was he plays tangerine he, he plays tangerine he was terrific i really really liked his character a lot and i had no idea i was sort of thinking I've seen him, I've seen him, but I don't know. And then Sharon had to remind me of some of the films he'd been in, like Godzilla and stuff. But yeah, because I mean, I think he is he American, Toes? No, he's English. English. He is English. He is, he is English. English yeah. Oh, right. That's fine. Because that, that was, that, well, actually, that. Lemon that, is American, isn't he? The guy who Lemon. plays Lemon. Yeah, yeah. Brian American. Tyree, Brian, Brian, Brian Tyree Henry. <laughs> he's, he's American, yeah. They, but they were terrific. They were like, for, for me, they were like the highlights. You know, they were, yeah. they, uh, I really liked that pair. Um, So, yeah. So it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty action-packed all the way through, even if it is a bit all over the place. You know, it's a bit sort of, a, a little bit, would you say John Wickish, Sharon? Would I was going to say John Wick on a train. train. John Wick on a train, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with a bit of silly CGI and well, well, some, it, some it, clever dialogue. It is directed by one of the directors of John Wick. It's directed by David Leach. Oh, so, okay. so, so uh, who? because he and Chad Stahelski, who directed John Wick, their whole thing was that they were stuntmen beforehand. So whenever they do a film, the action is like the key thing. The action is the key thing that they always focus on. So, so okay, I, I've got a question to ask about this film because obviously I, I feel like this is going to be a genre film. The synopsis that you've given Sharon, I feel like that tells you everything that you need to know about this film. It's like there's a whole bunch of assets on this train. Stuff happens. <laughs> get it. Get get on with it. I, I feel like that. I don't need. To, I don't need to know that much more about it. Now, the trailers I've seen for this film have had me slightly worried because it looks like the kind of film where. I think I feel like the actors might be having more fun. It looks like the actors are having a lot of fun while they're having while they're making the film. It looks like they had a lot of fun while they're making the film, even from the trailer. But my worry is that it looks like they might be having more fun than I would have watching the film. What am I? Is is that is that fair? Uh well, 
I mean, I think it was it was sort of bits of film. Some of it was really really enjoyable, and some of it was fun, and some of it was not so good. So it's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag, really. I think um, it, because I say it's all over the place, but there's some witty dialogue in it. Um, yeah, there's some good cameos as some well. Good aren't there? Cameos. Yeah, 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 don't tell me the cameos. Don't tell me the cameos. That's the only cameo I'm going to mention. Yeah, don't tell me the cameos. I might actually still see this film. All right, okay. Oh, you're going to go watch this one then, yeah? So, well, it's like the trailers. It's like the only thing in the cinemas, guys. And I haven't been in the cinema in like a month. I, I, I literally haven't been in the cinema in about a month. I, it, I, I don't think I've, I haven't taken this break, this longer break from cinema since COVID. Right. Wow. And it's it's just kind of I'm like whoa, whoa, whoa what's happening well, they haven't released anything okay so okay if we're gonna go with that we're gonna say action film it looks very very bright and neon like neon yeah. soaked from the trailers and all that but how many stars would we give this? Mm. I don't know I, I I have to think on this because I did I did quite thinking I was thinking about it all day and I was thinking I did I did quite enjoy it but I don't think it's quite worth a a four I don't think it's quite worth a four I mean I did enjoy I thought it was solid. I thought it was a solid film. I thought the characters were really good. Really enjoyed the character, especially Lemon and Tangerine for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably might be worth another watch. So, and then maybe just to, to rewatch it. So, get your <laughs> oh, head okay, okay. So, so let me put it this way it's not bad enough for you to say, I'm not watching this again. This is, this yeah, is good enough uh, for you to say, I'm going to watch that. I would watch that film yes, again. I would watch this film again. But, okay. but as, it, well, as it stands well, at the present time, I'll go with a, I'll go with a three. For me well i'll take that as a recommendation sharon and i would agree i again with most action films once you've seen them you think i've seen it but mm. even though you know what happens i would i would watch it again yeah and i would <laughs> rarely bring myself to watch an action film more than once mm. but no I, I enjoyed it i thought it was funny i liked the cameos i liked there were some gen- i thought some of the movie there were some moving scenes it becomes a surprise to you that there are moments of you know sort of death mayhem and destruction on this film and some of them i was genuinely thought oh actually i genuinely feel like i've connected to that character a little bit <laughs> the fact that it's like fast furious and a bit nuts so i would give it a three with a with a with a, a kick caveat. so yeah. i think it's got a, it's a three plus but not quite a four <laughs> yeah. so it's certainly entertaining fun worth a watch worth a rewatch. um but i couldn't elevate it to a anything more but yeah this is it was a good solid three with yeah. a with a jolt of adrenaline good laughs right. and action yeah yeah okay good stuff good stuff all right we have five minutes before zoom kicks us off sean do you reckon that you could review let us see sure we uh no because that was in oh, cinemas wasn't it oh yeah yeah the man from Toronto. Could you reckon you could review this in five minutes? I reckon I, have, I could do it in five. I have I have a sneaky suspicion you could because I have a big question. Why on earth did you watch this film? This film has one of your kryptonite actors. I know, in it. I know. I Why know, did you I know, watch this film? I know. <laughs> okay, because go it, it was on. Because it was on. Because it was on. Because I thought, well, I got, I got to watch something because I haven't watched anything on stream and it just happened to be on on Skype. I thought well, I'll watch this. Um, uh, sorry, Netflix. And I thought, yeah, I'll give this a go. Um, okay, so basically, it's it's. Woody Harrelson's like the man from Toronto. He's good at extracting information from people. Oh, yeah. Um, so he's, he's like an information man, like a bit. Anyway, but Kevin Hart, he's taken his, his fiance away for, he's taken her to a spa and he can't quite read the proper address on on the place in, I think it's Virginia. So yeah. he, goes to the, he goes to this outhouse thing. And of course, the, the people that are there, they think he's the man from Toronto. So he's like, you know, oh, yeah, oh, we want to see you work and all that. And you can imagine Kevin Hart, what Kevin Hart's like. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, he uses thing. He goes, what, what? He doesn't really know what's going on. But these are really, these these characters look pretty, pretty damn nasty. You know, they're not nice characters. So he, yeah. he sort of uses a different way, like, oh, you are going to tell them what they want like that. And the bloke manages to, he manages to do it, but in a way like, you know, Kevin Hart can do. And well, course, yeah, it, I, 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 have a, I have a feeling that this is a film that heavily relies on shtick. Like, yes, definitely. You, 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 you really know what does, Kevin Hart yeah. does. Kevin Hart's gonna do his Kevin Hart thing. Woody Harrelson's gonna do his Woody Harrelson thing. There, you have a film. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Like you say, I, I mean. Anyway, so yeah, so he's obviously mistaken for the man from from Toronto, and then the FBI. That, that's the start of the film. They sort of take it, they, and they say we've oh, got to carry on being the man from Toronto, and then the man from Toronto turns up. Yeah, and, so mistaken identity yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but in the end, they sort of. 
hook up with each other and they become good good buddies you know and so um and uh so of course they hire men from the man from oregon and the man from wichita and the man from from tennessee and the man from wherever <laughs> the man it, it, from it sounds, iceland and it then, sounds like it sounds like they're, they're destroying all of their sequels they're, they're wasting well, yeah, all the sequel yeah. titles so and, and basically so everybody it's a bit like um I guess it's a bit like so we go back to John Wick or that that formula where there's like everybody's trying to get him, you know. So you've yeah. got like uh, and and there's obviously a few subplots with his fiance because the FBI obviously say, well, we we you know we we've got someone that can look after your fiance and to take her on the shock and spree and we'll be doing this and doing that. So and she's like, yeah, yeah. So it's basically yeah, it's 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 stupid fun. It's a stupid okay. fun movie. Um, as I say, I still don't like Woody. I'm sorry, Woody. Um, I'm, I'm not really. I mean, I just. I, I think you should take the highly view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's terrible. So yeah. So Woody is. Um, he's as I say, he's not the best thing. But I did find this. Believe it or not, I did find this quite um, quite funny actually in parts. And oh yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin Hart. I, I think. I mean, Kevin Hart plays Kevin Hart. Then he really, yes, if, yes, if we're yes, honest yeah. about it. So. Yeah. But some of it was 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 quite funny, I have to say, which surprised me really. So it did keep my attention. I didn't huff and puff too much, you know. Even though perhaps some of the things were silly, you know, like because when he's when he's in peril, you know, that that his voice goes up again, doesn't it? An octave, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah, and, yeah. and there's plenty plenty of times when he's in peril, you know. So you can imagine this this is what's going to happen with this. So yes. Um, I, I don't. Uh, I don't think. I don't think you put Kevin Hart in a film to not have him in peril. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So he's quite. Uh, he's, he's. Yeah. I mean, it kept my attention. I quite enjoyed it. Again, I didn't like Woody. Bless him. Or or do. Um, so I would suppose I was thinking about this. So it's probably going to get a three. It's probably going to okay. get a three for uh, just for the the keeping my attention and enjoying it and for the few moments that I did actually sort of chuckle so but I don't think oh, I mean has Kevin Hart ever played a serious character or not yes okay. yes there is a film on Netflix called Fatherhood right okay yeah okay. there's a film on Netflix called Fatherhood where he plays is a character based on real life I think I reviewed it on the on the show yeah where okay. Yeah, his um, his wife dies, and he's left to raise his his young daughter by himself. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I think we're going to go out. We're going to be yeah, kicked off soon, so we'll get the three star. We'll give him. A, we'll give him. A, so it's a three star for me. Three I'm not stars sure how much for my time we got left. Yeah. All right. Cool. So um, now we are back. We are back. We have beaten the Zoom trap. We are back on, and we um, now are going to go back to cinemas. And the only other thing that we have seen this week is a film called Joyride. Which Joyride. Was, yes. Yeah. Which might fall into the um, into the category of small good British film that isn't really on anywhere. Um, so, Sean, you saw this, and the fact I that you saw this, this, the fact that you saw this this week makes me think that you might be back in Bournemouth. No, no, I actually saw this. It's actually on at the on the Isle of Wight. It's, it's on been, on the Isle of Wight. Isle of Wight, yes, it's on at oh. the Isle of Wight. I did ask Sharon, but it was a bit of a late show, and it's one of those really yeah. strange. We, we were talking about this with the timings because you know the well the railway children we we the timings are just way out aren't they for yeah. us to... it was two o'clock in the afternoon or like nine o'clock in yeah. the evening yeah so the performance <laughs> i saw was nine o'clock so yeah um but and i was the only one in the cinema i was the only one in the cinema which is quite interesting it's quite nice uh, yeah yeah, so because I, on the timings thing, that's a big reason why I haven't been to the cinema in five weeks. Apart mm-hmm. from the fact that they haven't really been releasing anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They haven't really, they're, they're really, they're really not much has been released. But at the no. same time, also the stuff that has been released, the timings are just all over the place. And yeah. I'm like, so who's supposed to go see that? I finish work, I get, yeah, there's the, but uh, yeah, maybe I just need to be better organizing my time. But Sean, Joyride, tell us about okay, it. Okay, Joyride. It's an Irish film. Yep. It's an Irish film. Yep, Irish film. And, and it starts off, it's like an Irish workman's club and there's been this charity event for this this uh, lady or, or this 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 young lad. It's, it's a sort of coming of age with this young lad. He does the mini the mooch and he, he's, he's got all this uh, uh, charity money that people have donated. Mm-hmm. But his, fa- his father swipes it all. Um, so, because he's going to go, he's got a lot, a lot of gambling debts. But the boy swipes it back and jumps in a taxi 
and drives off and, and in the back of the taxi there's this this lady joy and with the baby so but they just take off and and so you've got this this strange combination of of uh, joy she's like an older lady that's got this that's had this young child and doesn't really want it and she's she, so she's taking it to to i don't know if it's a sister or she's taking it somewhere to give it away basically and little yeah. boy that the, the young lads driving and and so they they have this you know like it's it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a bit messy really it's a bit of a messy film i'm not really sure where 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 it was was going or what or at the end of what what it was supposed to supposed to be anyway so it's these two in a relationship she doesn't want the baby but there are times when she sort of thinks a bit more towards it because of this young boy saying about his mom and that and his dad and and obviously his dad's trying to get the money back so his dad's after the 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 uh yeah taxi yeah the, the the taxi and there's a few you know a few flashbacks um and yeah it, it started off quite interesting i thought oh this is quite good it's quite you know a bit bit but then it just i don't know it sort of lost its way for me it lost its way and mm. and i didn't really know what, what it wanted to be I, I think the film didn't know what it wanted to be really to be honest with you and uh well, but, what are, what are the options of what it could have been um well i don't know i suppose uh, i don't know a melodrama about a film about domestic violence or if it was was you know um i i would say it's more of a coming of age thing because the lad the lad who's must be i don't know 14 15 something like yeah. that there's a lot of swearing in it but uh yeah so it's, i would say it's a coming of age drama where he's sort of coming to to terms with the relationship of the loss of his mother and it's is you know father's not exactly the the nicest peg and so he's got this conflict with his father you know he's got the conflict that because his father wants him but yeah his father's not really good and he just wants some money to to give yeah. to the what he owes so, it yeah. sounds like there's, there's also a bit of like a it sounds like there's also a bit of a um road movie setup in there because yeah it's a sort of, sort of a road movie setup you know they take the back roads so there's a few few nice shots of scenery and there's a shot of a ferry and so so you get all that but as i say for me personally i think it was it was a little bit messy um mm. and it didn't really it's a shame really because sometimes these little indie films you know I, as you know what i've watched recently yeah. um perhaps i was expecting perhaps i was expecting too much maybe because i've seen a couple of good ones so this this doesn't this this didn't do it for me really yes, I found especially, it especially when it's got olivia coleman in it because olivia coleman yeah she yeah. well she plays joy yeah and i mean she is was saying below her age because no, no no she wasn't this is the whole she's thing this, this is what playing the story an, older, so woman with the an baby. older woman with the baby that's had the baby and there's there's a bit in it where you don't know if the, the as i say there's a strange bit where that the, they get a hotel when the father turns up and there's there's something that goes on there and it's like ooh, i i didn't know i didn't really really i thought that was a bit odd that was a bit odd and then he goes oh i saw you with yeah so she she can't bond with the baby basically to start with so all this way through he's saying oh you can't give her away and oh that's the one thing the lad the lad is really good at looking after the baby and, mm. and feeding the baby so he sort of takes takes the role takes a lot of pressure off her but he goes oh and he helps her to breastfeed so so because he said oh she doesn't breastfeed and and the milk milk gets spilt the, the thingy milk so he he says oh this is how you've got to do it i've watched my i've watched my sister you know do it with her <laughs> and so this is this is what you got to do. You got to let. So there's, there's, um, yeah. So it's. But as I say, it's, it's. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's difficult to call this one. Really, mm. I'd probably say. I suppose. I suppose it's got to be a three. It can't be a two because it's not that bad. So, um, but it's just it wasn't. Let's just say it wasn't a. Whereas, Bullet Train was a super solid three. This is uh, more of a lower. This is a water tree. Yeah, well, just a water yeah, just yeah, yeah. about I've, getting the three and uh, the skin of your teeth. What I would really like, I really would like Sharon's take on this. I would really, if she ever sees it on the TV yeah. Sunday afternoon or something. Because well, I saw a trailer for it, <laughs> and you know what? I just, even though the trailer is only what two and a half minutes, probably yeah. three minutes long, I didn't really feel in, interested enough no, <laughs> to, no. to find out any more. <laughs> I thought, well, you know what? I think uh, I've seen enough from the trailer to trailer. know that. 
I'm not I, that bothered. <laughs> and I, I think you're probably right, Sharon. As I say, I thought I'd do this to sort of take one for the team. So we yeah. <laughs> yeah. been on, I don't know, I yeah, probably yeah. would have yeah. joined you and so, thought, yeah. okay. But, for but, those of you listening to us for the first time, Sean does this often. Sean takes one for the team. Sean looks at <laughs> and goes, Sean goes, I don't think I'm going to like that, but we need to talk about stuff on this podcast. So <laughs> I will see the film that no one else does. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. So if they're about, I mean, it's so... When you're in Thailand, I had to do that. Yeah. And so a few times I would drag myself just <laughs> okay, yeah. I can I can be a Sean on this occasion. <laughs> Good for I, you, yeah. I, I tried to be a Sean once when you were in Thailand. I was like, I'm going to go and try and see everything this week. It nearly killed me. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> So okay, so so three stars, three three, three star, just, just yeah. about three stars for Joy just Rock. About three stars, yeah. Uh, all right, cool. So we have so as is our ones. We're going to go back to streaming platforms now. We have one more thing to talk about streaming platforms, and then Sean, you're going to talk to us about a 35 year old release of a film oh. that I could not believe was 35 years old. But oh uh, yeah, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I cannot believe this. Thirty-five years old, but um, but um, you were st- you, something that you were saying earlier about Olivia Coleman. I just looked it up. Sharon Olivia Coleman, younger than you think. <laughs> really? Yeah, forty-eight. So she's still in her. Oh, I say she's still in her forties then. So. She's still in her forties. Okay. Yeah, but she she does she does have a habit of playing characters that seem older than that. She does age up, doesn't she? Often. Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially she, especially with the Queen and really? stuff like that. But yeah. but. Uh, all right, cool. So now we get on to, and uh, this is my continuing quest um, to watch everything on Apple TV Plus that I care about <laughs> before they take it away from me, before the before my five free months are up. So this is Mythic Quest, and it is a um, it's a comedy series that I'd heard quite a bit about that stars Rob Rob McKennell. I can never pronounce his last name. It's it's an Irish last name. He's American, but it's Rob McKellany. McKellany, I think. Uh, he's McKellen, the guy who. Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy who has um, recently bought um, Wrexham Football Club with Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Uh, yes. So it's star- starring him and uh, and uh, a the two leads are him and an, and an actress who I didn't heard much about called Charlotte Nick Dow. She's Australian, and it has all this. It has like a Danny Pudi from from Community. F Murray Abraham shows up in it. Now, Sean, I think you would love the F Murray Abraham character in this show. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, a cool. guy, he's, a, he's a guy called C W Longbottom, and <laughs> and the whole idea behind this whole sh- behind this show it's it's essentially a workplace comedy. And I was I remember there was another one I was reviewing a while back, and I was saying that the, with a workplace comedy, what needs to work well is that you need to have characters that bounce off each other and characters that just work really well together. And I feel like there's almost like a bit of alchemy in getting that setup right. And I think with this, they have. They've gotten a group of characters that you put them together and also and they work really, really well. So these guys work in a video game. They're video game developers. And they developed this one game called... Um, ooh, I'm blanking on what it's called. Oh, no, the, the game's called Mythic Quest. Duh. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a, the, game's called, the, the game's called Mythic Quest. And, they, so, and it's all about what they do behind the scenes to get the game out, to get the game ready, to put it out there. Because it's one of these MMORPGs, which is multi... Massive multiplayer online role-playing game. So things like, you know, uh, like um, World of Warcraft. It's essentially, think World of Warcraft and you're not far away from what this game is. So people make avatars, they go into the game. And it's all about the different ways that they try and do different things. The guy who sets up the company, who's called, he's called um, Ian, not Ian, but Ian. (laughs) <laughs> he, he and he's like he's like you know this big visionary guy who's always so sort of standing there going mm, let's figure this out let's figure this out and then the and then poppy who is the character played by charlotte mcdowell she's the technical one who has to make all of his crazy ideas happen and there's tension that comes from that and there's a guy called dave who is nominally the boss of the company but has no authority because nobody listens to him and then there's testers who, who like run the game and the f murray abraham get, uh, the, you have the money man who is played by danny pudi who doesn't care about anything above from the fact that this thing is making money he doesn't care about your artistry he doesn't care about that he just wants to make money and f murray abraham is a is a failed author who wrote one book that won an award one one i think they call it a nebula award in like the in the 70s or in the 80s but they bring him as the head of story who comes up with all these convoluted stories that they come up with and he's always like drunk they think he might live in the office but they're not entirely sure whether he does actually have a house whether he just lives there and and it's and i think the way if you are into video games i think some of the stuff that they do here is very video game specific 
But if you're not into video games, it's just a workplace comedy. And it's great seeing the way these guys bounce off each other. And it's great seeing the way that this character goes and does this thing. And when they start going... And, it's, and it does that whole thing because there's two seasons of this and I've watched both seasons. It does that whole thing where they go into the backstory of one of the characters. And even though it's a comedy, it actually manages to have quite a bit of pathos in it. So when they go into CW Longbottom's story... That is that that is actually one of my favorite episodes. Like they go into his backstory and they show him as a young man, and you see the the novel that he was writing when he was a kid. And there's a bit where he meets Isaac Asimov, and, <laughs> and it's it's I don't want to give any spoilers. I don't want to give any spoilers about what happens, but it's good. It's funny. It's moving. There's a bit where William Hurt shows up. William Hurt shows up as an old writer as well. And it's it's pretty good. But I I, I, I what I would say is it's good as. Uh, I always find it really, really difficult to rate and review sitcoms without mm. trying to sort of like give you a worse version of a joke that they shared in the show. <laughs> so all I would say is great characters, great cast, great mix between them. And it just really, really works when they're all together and when they're also like throwing things around. And I think you'd like it. And Sean, watch it. If for nothing else, watch it for CW Longbottom. Okay. Watch it for CW Longbottom. Um, so yeah, I'd, I would give Mythic Quest a four. I would give it a four out of five. Yeah. I yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought it did that whole thing of being a comedy that has something to say, says it well, and also end up having a little bit of pathos in it. I think a lot of I never watched the U.S. Office, but I think a lot of comedies like this have taken the lead from the U.S. Office and sort of in getting that sort of mix. So I'd imagine it's a little bit mm -hmm. similar to that, but having never seen it, I couldn't really say. But four stars for Mythic Quest. I would cool. highly highly recommend it. All right, cool. So before we get onto this 35-year-old film, who do you think has won today, Netflix or cinema? Um, I think Netflix. That's just pitched it. Yeah, yeah I think streaming has won this yeah. week. Yes, yeah. Mythic Quest with its with its four has just about pipped it. Has just about pipped it so that this week cinema has given us a steady time, a steady time, and uh, not really blown our socks off. But it, it's been it, it's it's been good. It's been solid. It's been solid. And Netflix has just managed to squeak this one out. So well done. Well, well, well done, Netflix. Hope you're happy. And now we will go on to this 35-year-old film. Sean, would you like to... You've hinted at it earlier, and those who know the quote who know what film you were talking about. But what, <laughs> film, what film were you talking about? What 35-year-old film did you see in the cinemas this week? The original RoboCop. The original the RoboCop. The original yeah. RoboCop. Having the 35... I, 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 I would have loved Sharon to come and see this as well. but I didn't, Yeah, didn't. I remember watching it back in yeah. the day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of those films I never saw in the cinema. No, yeah, no. and it's it's. Do you know what? It hasn't dated. It hasn't dated really. I don't think it's dated at all. Um, uh, apart from the apart from the two o nine graphics, apart from the apart from the ED two o nine effects. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. But what I mean, the, the actual story. The yes. Yeah. 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 Ed. Ed. Yeah. Ed two o nine. But yeah, I mean. Well, what can you say about this? This was this was an iconic film of its time when it came out 35 years ago. Um, and it's still just as enjoyable. It's still just as enjoyable today. I mean, I, I had a great time. And it was just, it was packed. It was packed. Oh, there were yeah. so many people there. It was absolutely... I was surprised. I was amazed how many people were actually there. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, it obviously, has had a... a you know, well, there's a whole impact. generation who've not had whole the chance to see it at the cinema. Cinema, yeah, I guess, I guess that's it, really. So, yeah, no, you're exactly right. And um, I just uh, this film, I'll buy that for a dollar. I always remember that. And, and <laughs> the other, there's a game, like Thermo Global Nuclear War, it's like TV adverts because they have the, you know, they have the breaking news. We have Detroit Police Department are going on strike, and and another yeah. thing, you know, the. Um, so, so you have these news flashes all through the film, and and they come up with a little advert, and there's one. Oh, yeah. you've you, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, so those bits are really good. Uh, the actions. I don't know. I just I, I don't know what I can say about this film. I just really really liked it. I just thought it was great. It was action packed. It was. Uh, there was there was nothing not to like about this film. Nothing oh, not to like. Okay, about I'll this I'll tell you because when this film was first released, I uh, when this film was released, I was nine years old. And um, when this film, and um, by the time I saw it, I was probably 10, 11. I'd heard about this Robocop thing because obviously we didn't really have cinemas in Nigeria. So it was coming into the video stores that we actually got to see this film. That we got to see Robocop. And uh, I remember when I first I got into my film buffery and they used to talk about Robocop being this satirical thing. And, and I never got it. I was like, what are you talking about? No, it's an action movie. It's about, it's about a robot 
police officer. What, what are you talking about? Satir? But it's, but I would love to watch it now because, like, you know, the whole thing about the thermonuclear adverts on TV and the, I'll buy <laughs> yeah, yeah. that for a dollar. So, I'll buy and, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and all, all those things, I'm beginning to wonder, huh, maybe, oh, maybe that's a satire they were talking about. Maybe, mm-hmm. and there's a whole bunch of things, like, you know, you're talking about the police going on strike and you're talking about even now in the UK, we have all the train workers going on strike. And you're, you're thinking, Maybe this film was a lot more visionary than I ever gave it credit for. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I've, I've never thought of it that way. I've always looked at it as a good, fun action film. But yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I, the thing is with these the actors in it, um, uh, the guy who plays Robocop, I, 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 has he been Peter in any Weller. other big, Peter Weller? Has he been in any other big films? Because I couldn't really. Not I, big. Not, no, not, not big. Yeah, yeah, I think Robocop is probably the biggest film he's ever been in. He was in, in a yeah. film called, uh, oh, I mean, I think I'm a Naked Lunch. Yeah. I might be mixing up films here. He, uh, he was no, there was oh, there was some film that was like some space age thing that bombed terribly. The Wild Adventures of Banjo Kazooie, or no, no. Oh, oh, wait, oh, Banzai Buckaroo. Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, Buckaroo that was Banzai. Buckaroo yeah, Banzai, yeah. that's it. I, yeah. I confused that with a video game. Yeah, yeah. And he was in one of the Star Trek movies, one of the recent Star Trek movies. Oh, he was right. the he was like a big bad guy in that. Um, oh. But apart from that, Peter Wellers, I know him as Robocop. He shows right, up every now yeah. and then in some TV episodes or something like that. He, sh- <laughs> yeah, he yeah. showed up, he played quite a big role in one season of 24. But apart oh, from okay. that, yeah, apart from that, yeah, yeah. Peter, Peter Wellers, Robocop, and you haven't really seen him in much else. But this, this this was great to watch at the cinema again. This is it's. I mean, I think I'm I'm glad that it was busy because they might make them release some more, and they seem to be doing yeah. that. They seem to be releasing a few. There's a lot more mean, of that happening. Oh yeah, all well, the big films, you know, like the Terminators and the Aliens and, and and all those sort of movies need to be seen at the cinema. They are yeah. cinematic films, you know. Because um, I think I mean it's like Barry Lyndon, isn't it? We went to see Barry Lyndon, although yeah. we saw that in a small cinema, it was still really worth worth going to see because watching those on the small. I mean. The, the early review I did of Joyride, that's ideal for TV or, or some of the more independent films you can watch on TV. But when it comes to those big, major action films or blockbusters or whatever, they, they really, they shine at the cinema. You know, they shine at the cinema. You need I to think. have that whole suspension of belief, don't you? Yes. And you're yes. aided in that by being in a dark, enclosed space where yes. all you have to do is sit there. When in our daily lives, you you never. How often do you just get a chance to that's sit it. there and watch but, something? But that's 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 Sometimes the that's... That suspension of reality and your life. You better do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is one of my favorite modes of the podcast when we get all philosophical about the nature of cinema versus cinema, the nature yeah. of streaming services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it. what what does one do that the other one doesn't do that well? This is this is one of my, this is one of I'm not sure how much fun it is for people listening, but I love it, and it's and I have to agree with you because I because from the second we started this podcast, we kept talking about what is it that cinema has to do to remain relevant, to raise the game, because one of the reasons we started this podcast was because somebody was so saying, I don't go to cinema anymore because I find Netflix is a lot more fun. And you think, Mm -hmm. when we think about, we're talking about the timing issue, we're talking about all these other issues that make streaming services just so much more convenient than getting off your butt and going to the cinema. And it's a case of what does the cinema actually still give us? What does the cinema actually? And I think that this is a niche. Where if the cinema starts, if in cinema they start going, we're going to re-release a film you've never seen on the big screen, then you will see why this trumps yes. the 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 thing that you had of watching this on your TV, yeah. especially if you watch it on some VRT TV in the eighties. But <laughs> but um but yeah, that's that, that's the other thing. But anyway, and so sure. Seen though as well that going to streaming is not as simple as it once was <laughs> oh good but lord streaming no. is no longer you can have netflix you can have it all we've now got six or seven that have all got something on their particular platform that is I, like i, I keep yeah i keep hearing about new month. ones i keep hearing about new ones because there's a there's a kurt oh. vonnegut there's a got kurt vonnegut um documentary um call that's been released but it's being released only on a streaming service called altitude i'd never heard of altitude no, <laughs> never heard of it. But apparently, that's the only place you can watch it in the UK, or unless you happen to be in London in the cinema that has released it for like a day or something. And I'm like, what is that? I mean, Stars Play. I still don't know what the heck Stars Play is, <laughs> or how you get access to Stars Play. And it's and it's just that's just all these things, and especially because you you go to Amazon and then you go, oh, let's watch that. Amazon goes, oh, that's actually on Stars Play, so you're already paying for Amazon, but you're gonna have to pay this little bit extra to get stuff. I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> 
Yes. And then they have like Amazon Freebie and it's uh, just... Yeah. yeah, I know it's mad, isn't it? It's madness. Yeah, the yeah, the, the streaming. Funny, funny enough, you said about Freebie. I just started watching a documentary series about the War of eighteen twelve. So, all right, yeah, that's on Freebie. Yeah, okay. but they have adverts okay. on that. But what what is um, but what is going to see the cinema? I was surprised. That's the busiest I've seen a cinema for a long time. Well, Robocop. That is sick yeah. for Robocop. Five years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, yeah. So, so yeah. So cinema, cinema. Is 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 the is the best really. That could be it. Cinema yeah. could become a nostalgic thing. Where yeah, well, yes, yeah, it could just... be. Yeah, it could. I I hope it does. I tell you, I would love that if if cinema started showing even the older older films, like you know, say The Adventures of Robin Hood or something like that. You know, thirties, forties, fifties films. I would go. I'd love it, and I'm sure other people would as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. just to see them or imagine watching, I don't know, Zulu again at the cinema. You know, or or. Um, you know, Bridget Remagen or The Great Escape or any of those those big old, you know, Lawrence of Arabia. Well, they did do Lawrence of Arabia. There was that film club in Ride, wasn't there? That tried yeah, to we went to that for a few times. Yeah. Uh, I reckon, Ryan, I reckon that uh, that could be good. But that, it also does mean that then at cinemas, all you're going to get new wise is going to be Marvel. Quite frankly. Marvel, that's true. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, no, good point. It's, good point. it's going to be, it's going to be good. That's a good point. Mm. Because I think it's becoming clearer and clearer that you go to cinema for spectacle. You go to cinema for yes. spectacle for something that's going to be like, oh, and I think Dune, with all the problems I have with Dune, that's one of the things that they got around. They went, okay, we're going to make this thing big and we're going to make it picturesque and we're going to make mm. it look like a yeah, painting yeah. so that there is a reason to go to the cinema to watch this film. Yes. Uh, we, we, yeah. might, we might excise half the story and do a whole bunch of things that don't make sense, <laughs> but, but you're going to look at the screen and go, wow. And yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's what's going to happen. So as we've already said, the rom-com is that's... The, Netflix and friends own the rom-com now. I just saw another one with a terrible pun in the title. It's, oh, good Lord, loving something. I can't, I can't even remember. I'm, uh, anyway, before I get into a rant about Netflix rom-coms, I think it's time to leave, to go home to next week to say, please find us on YouTube, find us on Facebook, find us wherever you've learned this podcast, give us a rating, get in touch. Tell us what you think about one of the reviews we did this week. Maybe Robocop isn't all that. Maybe maybe you thought Joyride was a five-star masterpiece. Or maybe you just want to go back to the review that Sharon did of Persuasion and have your two cents, <laughs> like like Logan, Sea of Ghosts, Mary, and A. Jansen did. Maybe could you just have, want to do that. Toes, could we ever do a live stream? Where yeah, people yeah, we comment can. Or not, where people comment as well. We so can like do if a people live stream. want to comment, it. yeah, that'd be we, quite we can, interesting. We can do a live do, stream. I'll tell you what, get onto our YouTube or YouTube or Facebook thing and tell us if you would like us to do a live stream. If we did a live stream, would you watch? And if you would watch, we would do it for you. And what's more, we'll even give you a shout out. <laughs> All right, cool. But until next week, it's a goodbye from me. And it's, it's a goodbye like from me. me. Yep, goodbye from everybody. Thank goodbye you from everyone. Today. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>